Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Grant and Danny, it's Ian Eagle from CBS Sports. Congratulations on 10 years together. I can say it now, but the over-under was like a year and a half. What's changed in the last 10 years? I feel like a lot more facial hair for both of you. And 13 head coaches slash managers have come through the ranks of D.C. sports, and you guys are still going strong. Here's to another fantastic 10 years together. Keep up the great work. All the best. The Birdman. How about it? Iron Eagle. What a star he is. You know who's a rising star is Noah Eagle, his son. The Eagles will turn out some play-by-play guys. They are killing the game. Bet you if Noah Eagle has a son, he'll be pretty good too. Uh, Ian is... Well, you could tell. I mean, just by him doing that. But one of the great guys in this industry. Really, really. Uh, not only excellent at what he does, but helpful to every young broadcaster in the game. has been wonderful to me for a long, long time. So we appreciate that. And all of you checking us out today. Ten years ago tomorrow, this show got off the ground. And we're, some would say we're still trying to really like take flight. We're, yeah, it's wobbling. We're like the Wright brothers at uh, Kitty Hawk. <laughs> just crashing into some trees as we go. But... We're still headed down the runway, Yeah, I guess. We're taxiing at this point. Caller number 10 at 800-636-1067. Congrats. You're winning two tickets to see the Wizards Monday, January 15th against Detroit. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Wizards celebrating the legacy of Dr. King with a variety of activations. A lot of people are going to be talking about this game, ladies and gentlemen. These are the two worst teams in basketball. A lot at stake for tickets and the complete Wizards schedule. Go to thefandc.com slash contest. We got that, I guess, in common with a lot of our teams, huh? The, the vying for the top pick. Yeah. Nationals picked second last year. Commander's working on it on Sunday. We got a couple championships half a decade ago. That's sort of what we're entitled to for a while. They're going to tide us over for some time here. Uh, let's scout the opponent. Here's a guy that doesn't know anything about slumming it with losers. He's got the World Series champions, mm-hmm. Texas Rangers, to talk about day in and day out. And the Dallas Cowboys on the precipice of winning Another division title as they're looking for win number 12 at FedEx Field this weekend. R.J. Choppy, sister station in Dallas, part of the Odyssey family. R.J., good to have you back on the program. How are you, man? Doing well, guys. Happy anniversary. I would not consider us a winner's town uh, yet, but uh, we're hopefully on our way there. I know the title for the Rangers was good. It was awesome, but, uh, man, we were – we were, we were thinking about like this, like a couple of weeks, you know, a couple of months back before the Rangers won. Like, man, are we ever going to win a title again? Is anybody in this town going to win a championship? And they got one. So, hopefully, we're the next Boston, and they just win one every six months. Well, standing in your way is this mighty Washington Commanders team, RJ. You guys got to be terrified of this matchup this weekend. Man, I don't know how you just don't look at Sam Al tape and just just. Pee your pants, like I, it's 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 for me. He's he's, he's the least of their worries. Like he's he's not he's not that uh, that awful. I actually liked it, especially early on in the year. But you know they were in the same position last year. That the Cowboys were, and they went to Washington and they got they got they got it put to them. And 
this if you go back and you look at the last, I don't know, 20 years, I mean, how many times have the Cowboys gone to Washington in the final week of the season and just laid an egg? Um, especially if the weather's bad, Dak's got a, a plate in his thumb that doesn't really kind of loosen up in, in the cold weather. So if it's cold enough, I mean, he may not be able to throw at all. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be that cold, but it's like this is one of those games where I, mean, I took Washington to the points, like plus 13 and a half. Uh, when it first came out. Um, but I, I think the Cowboys win, but I, but I expect a much closer game, I think, than a lot of people. My big question on Dallas is about McCarthy. I felt like at the beginning of the season, the conversation that he had to win playoff games or he might be fired was overstated. But I feel like he's done a pretty good job. Without Kellen Moore, the, the new West Coast version or whatever this offense is now, uh, the Dak Prescott season where he was in the MVP conversation, I feel like it's been a really good year for McCarthy. Are we still in a place, though, where let's say they, they win a closer game than expected this weekend, and then they lose at home in the first round of the playoffs? Could he lose his job, or are we past that? Yeah, I mean, there's I think there's scenarios in which he can lose his job. Um, I don't I don't think he should. You know, to me, if you go 12-5 and five, three straight years, I, I think you, there's, there's something – there's something to that. I don't think you fire that. I, I, I think that's you would file that under uh, a mistake. But let's just say they win the division. And then they lose in the first round to uh, Green Bay. A bad loss. You'd be losing to a guy making his first playoff start. Basically a rookie quarterback. You know, he's not, he's not technically a rookie, but we know he's a rookie, right? Um if, if you lose to the Rams in the first round, now they're a team you destroyed earlier on in the year, but they're playing much better. They've got a Super Bowl recent memory. You know, I, I think you can get away with that one. I don't think you can get away with losing to, to the Packers in the first round. Or if they don't win the division, they you know, say they lose to Washington, they lose to Tampa in the first round or New Orleans. You might not be able to survive that. Short of that, I mean, I, I know the fans will want to get him out of here if they lose in the second round to Detroit, uh, just because it's another year without going to the to the uh, conference championship game, I just think that's overstated. But I don't know how you fire somebody who's twelve and five three years in a row. RJ, this Dallas team right after the bye week, seven straight games, they're averaging almost forty points a game. They look like one of the two or three best teams in the league. Now, the last three weeks, good opponents all right on the road to Buffalo, Miami, uh, yeah. then winning one you know, narrowly in Detroit because, like, the wrong guy reported eligible or whatever that was. But they're not the same team that they were really for the, that two-month period. What's the confidence level right now? That I mean, is it? I, I know it's a lot of what was me because, you know, as you mentioned, the, the, the drought for championships has been so long. But what's sort of the feeling about it? Because they're not the same team they were for those two months. No, and again, I mean, those two months, you said it. I mean, they weren't exactly playing great teams. The best thing they played was Philadelphia, and we're seeing now Philadelphia's a yeah. mess. So, like – you know, and they play Philly well anyway. So they didn't play – they didn't really play anybody. I, I think the issue of the last three weeks is I don't know how much the offense has dropped off. They're just playing better teams. Mm-hmm. And that that's going to do something. Like, you know, in games they, they would have – you know, Buffalo, I mean, they just got beat, right? And every team's just going to have that game where they just get beat. They look like crap. And that was their game. They just got mollywopped. Um, they left some points on the board against Detroit. They had a fumble through the end zone. They had an interception in plus territory. Um, 
But then again, they scored that touchdown on the pass to CeeDee Lamb where, like, he, it was a 92-yard play, and, like, Dak was in the right to the end zone. So, like, there's a give and take in this. You know, they, they're, they weren't as good as they looked when they were destroying everybody. They just weren't. They were never that team. They were playing crap teams. They were clicking on all cylinders. They're good. They're a good team. Uh, but there's definitely – it's San Fran – and then it's everybody else in the conference. And, and that's just the reality. Dak Prescott's going to end up with right around 4,500 yards and 35 touchdowns. Incredible season for him. CeeDee Lamb's going to go for close to 1,800 probably on the season. Pretty marvelous. I mean, the, the question I would have is, are they going to be able to run the ball when they have to? And I'm a throw first guy, you know, throw to set up the run. But if you need three yards, two tough yards, are they going to be able to get it? Has that area come around at all lately? No, not really. Um, you know, they don't have it between the tackles back. Um, you know, Pollard's not that guy. And, and, and the problem is most of the Cowboy runs are inside the tackles. And for whatever reason, like, they just don't run out to the tackle. And I'm a throw-first guy, too. I'm with you. I like to throw the set of the run. Um, but they just they don't, they don't have that in their bag. I, I, I do think that if they were to do that, like, I, I think Dak – running is a, is a big advantage and I wish they would run him more. And, and, and during that stretch where they were putting 40 on everyone, man, Dak was running a lot. Uh, I, w- I wish he would use his legs a little bit more. I get why they don't want him to, they don't want him to get hurt, but like, that's such a, that's such a weapon. And he's a horse, dude. He's a big guy. Like I, I know they're still scared of, of what happened against the giants a couple years ago in 2020 when he broke his ankle. Like I mean, that's a freak hip drop play. Like that doesn't. I know. I know the hip drop's going to go away. They're going to take that away. But like that, that was a freak play. Like that doesn't happen all the time. So, I, I think Dak's their best bet on picking up short yardage. Honestly, RJ obviously Ceedee Lamb is incredible, having an unbelievable season. He's a superstar. Do they have a good enough second option against some of these good teams? I think it against like a San Francisco where they go, okay, not him. Someone else has got to do it. Do we trust? You know, whether it's Cooks or Ferguson or, or, or somebody like that to be able to have a, a nice enough game to keep teams honest? I mean, Cooks can do it sometimes. He's done it before this year. And Ferguson has. But I think teams have figured something out with him because that just hasn't been there. Over the last three weeks, that, that just hasn't been there with Ferguson. And I wonder if somebody figured something out. And we saw this a couple years ago when they, they were rolling. They were like 5-1. and one And, you know, Dak was going to be the MVP. Or, or he was early on, like, he was like, man, we, we might have a chance at Dak getting the MVP. And then Fangio comes in with Denver, and Denver just destroys him, right? And, like, a few weeks go by, or like, oh, dang, like, he had a blueprint on this team. And, and I wonder if Fangio again in Miami had a blueprint on how to stop the Cowboys' offense. Because um, Ferguson just hasn't been there the last couple of weeks. And Cooks is okay against Detroit, you know, I think he had, like, 60, 70 yards. But I mean, it's not the same that he. I mean, you know, he had 150 earlier in the year. Like he, he could be a much more dynamic playmaker for this team. They just don't have it right now. Like, not it's not consistent. They've got guys that can do it. They just don't do it consistently enough. RJ Choppy, uh, Sean and RJ Monday through Friday every morning in Dallas on our sister station 105.3 The Fan joining us to help us scout the Cowboys. Tell me a little bit about Will McClay, if you don't mind. No, Washington's in the market for a GM. I haven't really heard his name. You keep your hands off him. <laughs> you keep your hands off. Hey, look, I have not heard his name come up, frankly, in talking to people around their building, but his name always comes up when you hear about future general managers. To my knowledge, though, he's turned some opportunities down. He seems comfortable 
in Dallas for whatever reason with the Joneses. Uh, what do you know about him and, and how involved he is there? Well, I, I, we, we, we love Will here. Um, like he is, he's very happy with not like, I think he's very happy with the situation he's in. He's not the GM, but he is the GM. He gets paid like the GM, but the title runs to Jerry. Like they treat Will like a family member here. I, I do believe there there's a reason he has stayed. I think it's I think it's a family reason. I, I don't I don't know that for sure. But that's what I've heard. Uh, is that he's, he's got you know kids that live in the area, um, and that's that's one of the main reasons he stayed. But um, he's tremendous. Like like his if you watch, you can see a clear line. And the Cowboys really started to nail their draft picks as he came on, um, and, and it is like they they start you know, in the post Wade Phillips era. You could see a draft plan. All right, and now it didn't always work, but you could see they had a clear plan in drafting under Jason Garrett, and it worked, but it wasn't as good as it is now. Then all of a sudden, you keep going, and then oh, here's this Will McClay guy; he's really running the show or running, making a lot of the personnel decisions. And the Cowboys have started to nail their draft picks. He's very good. He knows what a good football player looks like. Um, is he always? Does he always make the right pick from a positional value standpoint? No, he's a little bit more old school, but. He, he he's gonna he's you're gonna get a good football player, and that's why you know, the Cowboys have a really good roster. They don't always make the right decision positional value wise, like if they draft Zeke at four, and they give him a contract. Um, but he could spot a good football player. I don't know that he's gonna leave. I mean, he might leave eventually, but he is the general manager here without having the title. RJ, prediction for this one: Does Dallas set the uh, scoring record against Washington here this weekend, or what's the deal? I, uh, I think it's going to be relatively low score. I took 21-10 Cowboys. Um, I, I, think, I think Washington covers. Just make sure they don't lose the game. That's kind of where we're at on it. The number two overall pick is pretty important to us. We need that. So don't screw this up, please. <laughs> I know you guys love doing that week 17, week 18 screw-up thing. Don't do it just this Just don't time. do it this time. We're big fans of it. We, we, we love just <laughs> sitting there and, and, and limping into the postseason. It's fantastic to go in losing three or four. Last year... I mean, they won handily, if I remember, but Dak was terrible in that game. I don't remember. Yeah. Like five In Tampa, right? You mean? No, 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 no. Oh, here. Here. Oh, here. The last game of the season. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's right. Like, that was the the game that gave us the confirmation on his thumb. Because he had mentioned, like, he had offhandedly mentioned that year that, like, that uh, the cold weather doesn't really loosen up very much. And then you go back and look at that game. I mean, he was like, what? 14 of like 36 or something awful. It was a busy. And we're like, oh, yeah. Oh. oh, it was like 38 degrees. The thumb doesn't loosen up there. And there's your reason. That was the Sam Howe is the man. Washington won. Let's just do this for a year game. They found their guy game. And, uh, and here we are. Uh, RJ, thank you. Always good catching up, buddy. Anytime, guys. Be good. You thank too. you, buddy. That's See how ya. we scout the opponent. Get you some insight on the team Washington's playing. That happens to be your arch rival, Dallas Cowboys. This weekend, we're Grant and Danny. You are listening to the fan. Should the Harris ownership group get involved at all ahead of Sunday's game to make sure that Ron Rivera knows that the best possible outcome is picking second overall? And how can they do that within the rules? We will discuss next.
Grant and Danny, it's Sean Doolittle. Uh, remember me uh, from the 2019 World Champion Washington Nationals? Um, I tried to call you guys to get on the show to wish you a happy 10-year anniversary, uh, and they sent me right to voicemail. Um, so I guess this is the only way I'm getting on the show now that I'm retired. Um, but I wanted to congratulate you. Uh, 10 years, I mean, that's that's really awesome. I'm really happy for you guys. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, like, Game of Thrones only lasted eight years, and that kind of fell off towards the end. And, you know, you guys are still going strong. Um, and you guys have become a really integral part of the, the D.C. sports scene. And, you know, now that you have tenure, uh, I'm really looking forward to you guys unleashing some more really spicy hot takes. You know, let's crank it up. Let's, let's take it up a, a notch here. Um, but I've always enjoyed talking to you guys. Um, I've really enjoyed being a part of your show in, in 2019 when we did our, our weekly segments. Um, I'm looking forward to what you guys do next, what you guys continue to do. Um, and I hope to talk to you soon, but, uh, I just wanted to call in and wish you guys congratulations. That's dues music. By God, that's dues music. That's Doolittle's music. That was one of the coolest things we got to do. No pun intended with the word do. Uh, remember at the DC Improv, we just did like an evening with Sean Doolittle. Where he was hysterical. Yeah, we called him Chalk Talks. Yeah. It, we used to do like, we, we would sit down for like an hour and a half, sell a bunch of tickets. I used to love those. It was a blast. We were cutting it up. Like he's, you know, we're all, I was doing the the, the Bob Carpenter back in the day, doing um uh, Ray Knight shtick for him. And that's how long ago this was. That is we're just We're just cracking up the whole time. It was 90 minutes of uh, shucking and jiving. It was great. Well, Sean Doolittle, ladies and gentlemen. Do. Class act and very, very kind of him. Did not have to do that. But that was very, very, very cool. Thank That's you neat. to Sean Doolittle and everyone who's taking part today in uh, helping us to celebrate and making this a pretty cool day. I thought I would say to you, happy anniversary, and that would kind of be the extent of it. But like I had one joke plan where it's like, happy anniversary, honey, <laughs> and then we'd do the show. But here we are. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> it's a great joke. You thought, did you write it down or yeah. are you just going to wing it? I've been doing that for nine years. Right. We've done that one a couple of times. I was going to look up on the air what is the 10-year anniversary gift. Like, is it paper or So this is a nice one, right? I don't know. It's got to be maybe not gold, but something nice. You should know. Didn't you get me something? Yeah. It's Merry Christmas. In the mail, right? Tonight, right? I got you a Christmas. I don't know. It's all the same. Yeah. It's, it's the anniversary. It's, it's also the, our anniversary gift. Christmas and anniversary. That polo shirt was also an anniversary gift. I well, hope you love it. I appreciate both of those. It was a real nice one. Wrapped in one. But thank you to Sean Doolittle. 2019, how about two championships we got to cover? Dude. Which, now, and I'm not saying this to, to be, like, funny or... But we probably won't get to cover two in the next 10 years, if I had to guess. Just because it doesn't happen. That's hard. But there are people, like the Junkies, who were on the air for 23 years before they got to cover one. It just so happens, handful of years into our existence as a show, the Caps break through. The next year, it's the Nationals. I would love... For you and I to be on the air when the commanders are good. That would be amazing. That would be fun. I would enjoy that. Maybe they'll even have a different name when they're good. That oh. would be awesome, too. I, uh, You know how, like, um, when you've got an iPhone, you get every once in a while, like, hey, here's in your memories, or here's a time hop, or here's something that you did before. So it was this fall, obviously, when it happened. But this it's been a few years since this happened to you, buddy. Pictures from you and I on the field in Houston before the World Series. Yeah. You know, just, you know, 
What'd you do? What'd you do today? Oh, we did the pregame show before the World Series for the hometown baseball team. The show is taking us to Vegas for the Cup. Uh huh. To Houston for the World Series. Um, we have been to Super Bowls on Radio Row. We have been to spring training. Uh, a lot of fun travel to some really cool events. I was in St. Louis for the LCS mm-hmm. when the Nats were taking on the Cardinals. Um, not as many Washington football big games that we've traveled to, but they, they've existed as well. Remember we went to Wrigley Field for the division series? Yeah. That was a blast. That was, that they yeah. didn't, unfortunately, win that division series. But, like, iconic ballpark. That was neat. At that time, I don't think I'd ever been there. I'd never been. It, it was, was one of my chill-inducing. That was... One of my bucket list places. But, so, they're like, we're like, where are we going to do the show from? And it's, like, seven feet from Wrigley Field in this little quad that they have set up out there, like, with all this, like, grass and just this beautiful spot. And we're just like, what life is this? What planet are we on? We just... This is what we do, you know? Our guy who's the PD out there in Chicago... Gave us a gift card to go to a big steakhouse. Oh, and we did too. I don't know if you remember the size of the steak I ate there. Yeah, I think I don't know. Well, you got the bone in tomahawk, my friend. Some kind of didn't you? Thought it was a strip, but yeah, maybe it would have gone full on tomahawk. I had one of the biggest steaks I've ever eaten that night. I can put away food like it's no one's business. Everyone knows that. To an it's part of my branding, impressive yeah. extent. I don't know that I've been more Kendall Fuller than I was that night. But I don't know that I've ever been that like swelled up and inflated. I was like. When Bugs Bunny like does the go, like his hand grows, my whole body was like that. I was filled with steak every uh, inch. Great trip, great night. That was the Steven Strasburg masterpiece against the Cubs. Fourteen strikeouts after Dusty said he wasn't going to pitch because there was mold, mold in the hotel. They were going to start Tanner Roark or something. Remember, it was the rain that we had that one rainy day where we ended up having to stay the extra day. Then we had to fly back during whatever it was, Game Three or Four, or whatever it was. Uh, because the extra day, and that was like that was the Dusty Baker mold in the in the hotel room thing. Never oh. forget it. Brian's in Georgetown on Grant and Danny, home of the Hoyas. What's hey, up, Brian? Man. How are you? Hey, brothers. How are you guys doing? Good man, chilling. Hey, um, just two things. First and foremost, I want to say thank you so much for you guys both being in the air. Um, I t- I I called last night, but we were cut off when you guys were gone. Um. You guys kept me through my wife's breast cancer. You're, you guys are awesome. Your talent. Grant, I follow you from the beginning. Danny, I apologize. I don't know much about you. But I'll I take know it. you both have why. And you guys are amazing men. And um, I want to thank you so much for getting me through things that I could not have gone through when you're dealing with cancer. And um, on the flip side, we'll go to the, the the Redskins commanders. Excuse me. That was very like that's I heavy. Was, yeah, like in any way, the football now team. Now let's talk some football. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. But I do it. want to say thank you. That's heartfelt, and that means a lot. And I think sometimes I'll just speak for myself. I know you can probably relate to this, Danny. And I do feel this way. Like we sit here and we talk about sports. Mm-hmm. There's real things going on in the world, and it feels. So insignificant and unimportant a lot of the time. And it is, frankly. Like, it's not a real job. We're just two dudes mm-hmm. sitting in a room talking to our buddies. But the idea, if it's done correctly, is I if someone's going through something. Like, there's a reason you and I avoid politics. We avoid the news. We avoid the sad things going on. We just want it to be a release for people. See the idea. So if you got something going on in your life, 
that isn't going great. Hopefully you can tune in. Maybe Daniel make you laugh. You know, at some point during the show, you'll think about something else. That's kind of the goal. So um, when we hear occasionally, Brian, that you know, something like what you said that we help, that does mean a lot. It makes it feel like we're not just it makes it feel like it matters. making jokes about the time Danny accidentally <laughs> farted in an elevator. So Brian, Danny, that's if, good. If we were bros, I, I tell you straightforward, you guys kept me through for three years of death. I always thought, I always lost everything. And um, you're that's okay. But you guys kept me afloat. But well, I'm, I appreciate that. We can help yeah. in some small. Here's way. the thing: you did that, buddy, and we we just we, we did a, a little tiny contribution. But you're the one who did it, so I appreciate that, man. Really, really, really kind words. Thank you. It matters. I want your opinion. So, last yesterday, uh, Marsha Reth was on the show with D. Mitch, I believe. Um. He talked about the line of scrimmage. I watched all the videos yesterday after that that um, message with uh, Mark and on his show. That's what we're missing. Twenty five years. I had season tickets. I gave it up. My wife and I gave it up. How do we rebuild this? Well, here's how. I, I love. Remember, they got. I love the enemy. I don't think we can keep him. Um, Jim Harp. Uh, I struggle with him. He seems very arrogant. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd say that's. He not only is, he not only seems so, but he is. I, I think he <laughs> seems arrogant because he's immensely arrogant. It's due to the arrogance. That's what gives the seems to <laughs> part of it. Um. Appreciate the phone. Yeah, call. but again, very nice words. But in terms of rebuilding the line, here, here's how you do it. Two, it's there are two ways. I'm dead serious about this. One, you have a young, cheap quarterback, and then you go get the best money can buy. Now, left tackles that are superstars don't come available very often. It takes, uh, you know, a misdiagnosis with a serious injury and uh, ill will between the owner and Bruce Allen and and uh, the superstar for him to be able, you know, still in his prime, go be an all-pro somewhere else, a.k.a. Trent Williams. But for the most part, you can build it through the draft. You can build it through free agency, find guys that maybe uh, the fit is different, right? So let's say for the sake of argument, uh, a smaller guard who's more of a zone blocker. Uh, well, now the team's going more power stuff, but that zone blocker could still zone block. Maybe that's what you want to do. There are ways to do that, and it needs to be done. One of the biggest things that they didn't do this year, going with a neophyte quarterback, we screamed about it all offseason. This can't be the plan, this offensive line. They've been pedestrian, but that's not good enough. I'm with you. I'm going to make it even simpler. Here's how they do it. Hit on the players you acquire. They're going to acquire whoever they want to this offseason. They got all of the assets, $90 million to spend. If they want to go get four new starters with Sam Cosme, who's allowed one pressure and zero sacks, as the highest-graded offensive player in the entire NFL at any position over the last five weekends of football? You want to add four starters around him on the O-line? You could do that by way of $90 million and draft picks. Go do it and get it right. You can't do what Rivera and his group did, where you decide to move on from Sheriff because you botched that and tagged him a couple times, but then you go get Andrew Norwell. Doesn't work out. Or you go get Trey Turner, not the baseball player. Doesn't work out. Or bring in Andrew Wiley at right tackle, who struggled this year and is in the bottom five in the league in sacks allowed. You just got to get it right. But they have, to me, that that's not going to be as difficult as people think. You got money to throw at that problem. You got draft picks to throw at that problem. 
Let's go to Chris, who's in Oxon Hill on the fan. What's up, Chris? Hey, Grant Danny. I just wanted to say thank you all so much for taking my call first, and thank you for the great time that you all provided throughout the 10 years. Um, Thanks, You buddy. know, uh, prior to – I would listen to the station every once in a while, but ever since you all uh, started uh, working together, it, it became a thing of mine to want to – try to call in and listen in to a lot of your views because I really do agree with a lot of things that you all have to say and I really do appreciate you all and you know every time I call I'm taking it to wrestling every time and I compare you to like the street prophets and the <laughs> both. Both. because one you all keep the show going and yeah. then two you all have a lot of great fans like the Legion of Doom used to say back in the day. So I just wanted to give you all your flowers and say thank you all. And I wish you 10 many more, many, many more years of uh, greatness. Thanks again for taking my call. Oh, it's the Street Profits. It's the Chris, street we appreciate you and uh, all your calls the over profits? the years. I have not seen them or heard about them since that Wait, night. Is that the only time they've ever done See, anything? For all I know, that was the only time they ever wrestled. It's my favorite. Like, oh. That's what's coming up next, this familiar thing. Oh, it's the street profits! If I could defend myself. Again, I had not had anything to drink. That's the worst part. Really? Completely sober. Were, were you, were you, had you imbibed at all? Nothing. Oh. No, no, I don't do gummies. There, were, there was no alcohol. There was nothing. It was just me in my natural state. Just the excitement of the street profits. So, but what it was, I had the, the best seats you could ever have in your life. I was literally sitting on the corner ringside first row like where you stick your hand out yeah. and everyone that walks by all night has to high five you to get on the steps to go up the ring i had the best seat at capital and arena for monday night raw and yes i had not watched wrestling in years and years but when i was 10 and 11 i loved wrestling and i knew what to do sure i knew when the music hits you get fired up yeah. and so i was just waiting and i got there at like 7 30 and it's like dark match dark match dark match and it's like guy i've never heard of against guy i've never heard of girl i don't know against girl i don't know mm -hmm. And then, like, Raw starts, and they play the music. It's like three, and, yeah, exactly. two, like, We are one. going live to the nation in five. And they're like, the camera's panning around. The posters are up. Everyone's all fired yeah, up. Yeah, they want you to yell, yeah. And I'm like, who's coming out first? Like, the Royal Rumble. Like, whose music's going to hit? And, like, music hit. Like, <laughs> And I'm like, it's got to be Seth Rollins or The Rock or maybe Stone Cold's back tonight for some reason I don't know about. And then it just showed up on the screen. It was like, The Street Profits. And it was just these two guys dancing down to the ring. But it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh. You know what I mean? It wasn't like this realization for you. It wasn't like, oh, it's the Street Profits. It was like legitimate excitement. No, I've, I've never been happy about anything. <laughs> I just couldn't believe I was in the same place as the Street Profits. It's the Street Profits. I mean, it was the seats. The seats made it all. It was my energy was, it was palpable in that moment. Grant and Danny on the fan. Football-wise, next should and will the Harris Ownership Group talk to Rivera, give him some marching orders this week to make sure things don't go sideways and the good guys have a chance to pick second. You're listening to The Fan. Hey, Grant and Danny, this is Scott Abraham from ABC7. Listen, 10 years, amazing. Being at a job for 10 years straight in this day and age, it's pretty rare. I always enjoy 
listening to you guys. You entertain the listener. But also, at the same time, I always come away learning something. You're so knowledgeable uh, and so well-versed in, in every single sport in this market. Uh, and I'm also just proud to call you guys both a friend and uh, always enjoy coming on the show. And I certainly appreciate both of you coming on my show as well. Ten down, ten more to come, and hopefully a long ways after that as well. Congrats, guys. Grant and Danny, what's up, guys? Dan Helly here. Congratulations to a decade as a show, consistently bringing insight and levity and entertainment for 10 years. Thank you for doing that for all the Washington fans, including me out here in California. Here's to 10 more, boys. The Hellraiser back in the DMV, raising that hell. And our guy, Scott Abraham, who's been a staple and a mainstay with us here on Grant and Danny. Over the last couple of years, which we greatly appreciate, does a great job for Channel 7 Sports. Awesome guys both. In town, yeah. And as we said earlier, I mean, without the uh, you know, the TV personalities in town hopping on, helping us, not only in the Blitz, but just getting us closer to the teams, it, it makes it feel like a big like sports media community. It's like a, yeah, it's a sports media village kind of. Which is nice, right? Because in some markets, it's a little more TV versus radio. You know, everyone, we, we get together and we line up uh, like an anchorman. No touching in the hair or of course. face. But uh, I like that those guys have been so good to us. So thank you, thank you. Tomorrow is year 10 on the nose for the Grant and Danny radio program. So we've been weaving in and out of uh, some people who have thoughts on that, which has been very, very cool. And a lot of you guys have been calling up and saying nice things. I, I think we owe a lot of people money. Like they're expecting us to Venmo them. I know. It's like, so make sure you send me your Venmo. <laughs> a little low on funds. <laughs> For all of these nice compliments. But it has been a uh, very, very sweet day. So thank you. Yeah, we appreciate cool. that. Do you want the Harris Ownership Group to actually say or do anything leading into the kickoff Sunday when it comes to Rivera? Because you got to walk on eggshells. There are rules. Remember the yep. Brian Flores mm-hmm. situation where the Dolphins got in trouble. So you can't actually tell him hey, we don't want you to win. You can't do that. But should they go to him and say, we want as many young and experienced players as possible to play and leave it at that and kind of make your presence felt and known? Or should they just let it ride? Because he's got the losing part covered, it seems like. (laughs) Yeah, he's done that. Uh, My answer is yes. I actually would like them involved. Now, in general, that's bad practice. In general, if things are equal, if things are normal, your football operation should be operating football stuff. The owner should say, hi, how are you? Here's a check, whatever you need. This is not general. This is a group that's lost their privilege to me. In other words, here's the way I think of it. I'm raising my kids, same way you are. Eventually, I'm going to turn my kids loose, and I hope that I've done a good job. I hope that they're good citizens, they're good people, they treat others with respect and kindness and and work hard and all the good things that you want from your kids as they become grownups. Right now, they can't do it, and I have to course correct. This group here, talking about Ron, the Martys, and Marty, and Marty, and Marty, 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 how are you, Marty? They've proven they can't do that. They've lost their privilege. They've lost the autonomy that's supposed to come with a group that is, you know, uh, operating with impunity. They can't anymore. They lost their way a long time ago. I'm going to make sure. Now, it may already be according to plan. Ron may have already met with Josh and company and said, I said, I really am. I'm going to play all the kids and, uh, you know, no one's healthy and we're just going to go a bunch of practice squad guys you never heard of. Okay, we really will. If that's happening, that's great. But, like, for example, if Jacoby Brissett's warming up in the middle of the second quarter to try to bring the team back and rally, that's a no from me, dog. See what I'm saying? As long as everyone's on the same page, I think we're fine. I just don't see a way that they beat the Cowboys who are playing for their division title in a home playoff game and a chance to go deep in the playoffs, perhaps, that 
correlates that comes with that. Even if they were fully healthy, let alone with all of these injuries and the key pieces, that are not going to be on the field this weekend. So I wouldn't feel like I have to say anything. They've lost seven in a row. It's not like they were trying to in any of those games. Bye-bye to our Richmond audience. But if I'm then, I'm letting it ride. I, I, I know what my process is right now. Hopefully I get the second pick. It's out of my control. You could lose and still not get the second pick, by the way, if the Patriots uh, don't beat the Jets and then some bad things happen tiebreaker-wise, like the Falcons beat the Saints, then Washington's probably in trouble for the number two pick anyway. So you can't have your heart set on it. You got to let the chips fall where they may. It's kind of out of your control. Uh, and, and they're going to take care of the part that they can control with or without me intervening, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So I'm going to keep doing me. I'll be at the game. I'll treat people well in my box. I'm going to show some people around FedEx Field and tell them we'll be out of here soon enough. And I'll be working my phone, making sure we got some interviews lined up with some high-ranking GMs and some coaches in the days ahead. Let's go to Lou in D.C. on Grant and Danny. What's up, Lou? What's going on, guys? What's going on, man? Hey, let's keep this thing going, man. Ten down, 20 more to go because I want to try to beat the, uh, the the junkies, man. They got 27. I don't know if we got that in us. That's that's a long time. The junks, 27. So, I mean, four Can you of imagine? them. imagine? 27 it's, it's doable, years is kind of crazy. So, we'd have to go 18 more. How old would you be? Doable. That's, uh, I'd be old 62 Randy Dooyak. Like OV chasing down Gretzky. Yeah. 62? <laughs> yeah, I'd be 62 no chance. in I mean, 18 years. If I'm looking at you at 62 sitting here, no no disrespect to anyone involved, I guess it'd still be fun. Yeah, it's but like Philly Ray. It's like Howard Eskel, Angel Cataldi, just like I don't know, hot man. take after take. How will I? Just francessing. Oh, my God. My kids will be in college. Yeah, you'll be in your 50s. I don't still know. Like, they, they need to draft an athletic quarterback. They need a, a guy that can get out of the pocket. Like, we're doing that in 30 years. I'll be 51 years old. You know I, what we're going to be I talking be, about, Lou? I'll tell you right now. What's that? Is this the year that they end the quarterback drought? <laughs> they need to find their guy. They're going to be on the precipice of picking second, and we're going to say, no, this guy that just threw 22 picks is definitely the guy. Don't take a quarterback. My, I, look, as far as I'm concerned with this quarterback situation, you know how I feel about Sam. I, I'm I'm surprised y'all let RJ come on here and slander my guy like that. And and I'm sure they're gonna choke in the first round. And you know Dallas is gonna be Dallas, but it's we hope so. Good. We hope they, they we hope they're Dallasing. Back, yeah, beat Washington. Let's do that first, and then lose immediately. Let's all agree to that. Yeah, right. So it's like the I think it was like a caller or two ago. I I think it, it stopped from the trenches. You gotta address that O line, man. And if you if you build an O line, because you could bring in any quarterback and. It's going to be the same thing. It's going to it's going to turn out to be Sam or Patrick Ramsey because every time you ain't got no line, you got a decent quarterback, and then you know they end up being RG three. So what's the point if you don't if you don't like address that old line? Either you know drop down and get a, a couple extra picks, and you know you get a I think you could get a, a late uh, in the in the round. You could find a quarterback. I, I want them to keep Jacoby and Sam. And bring in another uh, rookie and uh, make it a competition because we 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 la- the lack of coaching this year is showed and Ron is here just babysitting these guys and here's where we agree, buddy. Thank you for the call. Here's where we agree. I also want Jacoby and Sam here, and them to bring in a rookie quarterback. I want his name to be Drake May at number two overall. That's the part where you and I disagree. Or Caleb Williams if he doesn't if, if Drake May right. goes one. Whoever you like. But yes, the starter will be the guy that they pick second overall. And then Sam and Jacoby can battle it out for the backup job. And you got three guys that, if they get on the field, hopefully they can play, depending on what happens with the kid. By the way, I just I just read the show rundown from 18 years ago. You're not going to believe this. 
James Wood in his final season, making a tour of all the National League ballparks. Everyone's giving him gifts. Oh, wow. In the final year of his career, as he's getting ready, he's got 3,000 hits and 523 home runs. He's saying goodbye as a Hall of Famer. So that's I'm just looking at it. You're just looking at it. It's a short rundown. Just looking at the short rundown. It's a rundown. Darris just sent it. White-haired, white-bearded Darris just sent it out. (laughs) Grant and Danny with you on the fan. CEO Ryan Clary wears in. (laughs) We're taking you up to 630. Clary's got seven kids, by the way. Didn't know he was going to have seven kids. It says it right here on the Nothing but cufflinks and a limo everywhere he goes. Seven children for Ryan Clary at that time. Wow. Unbelievable. Five girls. A lot of weddings to pay for, Clary. A lot of weddings to play for. A lot of things are going to change. We're still playing Clary Explains It All, though. Interestingly. (laughs) He calls in from his third house, from his mansion. Exactly. (laughs) We're taking you up to 630. Uh, We'll make our predictions and take a look at all the NFL games that have uh, ramifications for the postseason as we wind down this anniversary installment of G&D. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.